back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Spare rib. So we're doing another episode before we get into the first album. Just because uh, I feel like we really had our heads deep into Maiden for those five early years ones. So we're taking yeah. a bit of a... Taking a bit of a breather. Yeah. Stretching our legs. Yeah. Catching up on a few bits. Yep. We got a bunch of stuff to we talk about. We got a bunch about, more so. stuff to get through. We wanted to get through last episode that we didn't even come close to getting through. So Yeah. And actually, um, before we got on, we were talking about by the time we're done the first album, we're smack in the middle of the tour again. And yeah, the tour will be started for, up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, winding up for our own trip. Right. Yeah. Yes, Toronto, we're going to the two Toronto shows. Yes. So if you're going to be in Toronto, Ooh. especially for the second show. Especially for the second show. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Maybe a few pre-show beers on the go. There will be. <laughs> there will be. Speaking of pre-whatever beers. Yeah. I think you're going to like this one. It's from, okay. So when I was in Florida, I bought, I went to this brewery. Motorworks Brewing. Mm. Um, they're in Bradenton, Florida. They have a pretty cool brewery. They have a lot of good beers, but they have this really cool like beer garden on the back. We went there with the kids, and the kids could like play. Like they have giant Jenga, like made out of two by fours, and yeah. you can throw bean bags into stuff. And it's just, and you know there's like, there was a band playing there. It was just really cool. That's like a daycare for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can sit and drink pints. Yeah. So I brought this back. This is a uh, Intellectual Property Ale IPA. Um, and a reason I thought you'd like this one on the back, it says, uh, 100% Citra dry hops. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Citronella. As you say, Citronella hops. I just got this picture of like this, this hipster, big metal looking hipster dude with like long beard, you know, and, uh, he's sitting there complaining to his girlfriend. She made him go to McDonald's and then, and then, and then he looks to the side and sees the plate pen. He goes, light bulb, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and then the next, and then the next thing it's like, uh, they're out in the back playing in the garden and then he's coming out with the, with the axes for throwing and, and the missus is like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, crack that one open. That's actually a thing, isn't it? It's that, uh, hipsters are kind of taking over the metal beard now. You know, the whole metal beard, like, yeah. I, I saw this dude the other I know day, and I was mean, like, you're like, super metal. And then he kind of turned side on, and he had these holes in his ears. And he had like a, you know. Yeah, they're know. co-opting the uh, the beard. used to be like a Viking metal thing. And uh, it's kind of, yeah, turned into like a hipster thing now. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. And they take, they, they're trying to take it over. Yeah. It's like yeah. the beard used to mean like Slayer. Yeah. Or like some kind of Swedish metal that I never heard of. Yeah. That and band. now the beard means like uh, Mumford and Sons. Mumford which is and like Sons. My, arch enemy as far as bands go i know i hate that stuff i would call it farmer rock yeah because it's I, like a bunch of guys dressed up i don't <laughs> even know i don't know they're like playing instruments dressed up like farmers it's like with their suspenders and their plaid shirts and their beards one guy blown in a jug and i'm like get, get, that <laughs> get out, out of here. here get out of here <laughs> wearing a shirt which one's mumford and which one's the son you all look the same age <laughs> you all look the same age to me none of you have sons <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I could tell he was a metal because he had a t-shirt on that said, not only men have beards. <laughs> Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beards. All right, here we go. Oh, nice. Nice cannage. Oh, I can smell the citrus hops. I think you like this one. Yeah. So I drank a few pints of this when I was down there, and uh, it was like 27 degrees out. Without me? <laughs> Actually, when we were there, there was a thunderstorm. Mm. It was like uh, we we're sitting. It was far away, but it was cool. It was a good memory of sitting in the heat drinking IPAs. Mm. 
Do you know what's ridiculous? As literally, I told you before we recorded, I haven't had a beer in three days. What? I was like, That's a record I'm gonna have three for you. days. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm like here now, going, I deserve this. Three days without a <laughs> you beer. For it, yeah. <laughs> People in other cultures must be like, you drink beer every day. Like this is the longest I went without a beer since I got my ankle bracelet. On. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. That was one of the reasons I twisted my ankle. Oh, I thought you were talking about your uh, court order <laughs> sobriety court order. ankle bracelet. Good Electronic luck. blood Good monitoring. Luck. No tailor could ever survive. I'd just be like, how many how many days in the clink? <laughs> I think I've better drugs in there anyway. Mm. So. Uh, to the maiden. Mm. To the maiden. That's not. Uh, we kind of caught up on a lot of news last time. Yes. I've got some like non-news. <laughs> non-news. I've got, I've got some olds. <laughs> some olds here. Oh, did you see that video of Rob Halford when he he uh, kicked the phone out of the guy's hand at the concert? Rob no, Halford from I didn't Judas see that. Priest. He was singing, and apparently some guy was recording him with his phone, and had a really bright like LED light shining in his eyes. Oh my god! And he just walked up to the edge of the stage and like kicked it, and the phone went flying. And I was like, oh, that's god. awesome. I know. It's so in character, but then what, would that guy hate that or love that or what? I don't know from the guy, but Bruce, yeah. he came out and uh, they asked him to like apologize, basically, and he came out with like a no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like, take all the pictures you want, take all the videos you want, but if you're interfering with my show, yeah. I can't remember he said something like badass. <laughs> and I was like, good, everyone stop apologizing to people for stupid yeah. crap. The guy's being an idiot. Yeah. He deserved it. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't know the LED thing, but. Yeah. Anyway, that's what you get. That's what you get. Rob Halford. Yeah. What are you doing recording a concert anyway? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I don't understand that. We've seen, like, been to Maiden concerts Hmm. when there's people and the whole time they're holding their phone up and looking at their screen recording it. Yeah. I know we've talked about this. Remember the guy in Montreal had the camera right next to me? So I kept leaning over and saying, like, horrible shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) I was like, I was cursing up (laughs) a storm. Yeah, oh, I'd be leaning over. I'd just start cursing into it. And he'd just kind of give me this look and kind of (laughs) readjust. I thought it was, you know, I just want to mess with this recording. And you look down and it's like all phones. Yeah. And I could, like, sometimes you go on YouTube and there's like really good quality People shoot like full songs and put them on YouTube. Yeah. But if everyone was doing that, then there would be like 500 versions of every song from every concert online. And there's not. Yeah. So people just record it and then never think twice about it. Yeah. I mean, I pull out my phone and like I'll record a moment with Eddie for like 10 seconds and just put it away. Yeah. Like when Eddie came out, I got a, a video of that in the Book mm. of Souls when they ripped his heart out. I got one yeah. of those. And, uh, you know, you take a picture. I took, I remember taking my phone out and taking a picture of the Spitfire. And then yeah. when the sets change, I take a few pictures. Yeah. But like something just staring is, at your phone keepsake. the whole time. Like they're generally pretty low quality pictures too. I don't know if that's our mindset <laughs> or just the place is rocking. The thing is, is when I think back of all the concerts, think about all the concerts you've ever seen in your life and how awesome they were. Mm. If we had videos and pictures of them all, and I could go back now, I I them. half of them probably aren't as good as I remember. But I like remembering mm. them the way that I remember them. Yeah, like it, maybe it's not one hundred percent accurate, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Those best con like but we were so young and everything was perfect. <laughs> yeah. and now we're like, eh, the sound's off. Yeah. But um that guy who was taking that camera in, in Montreal, that's like exactly what's wrong because he's he's doing that. But then at the end, live chapter comes out full video for yeah, exactly. free. Yeah, like, I know. So even if you did the best possible job in the world, all you did was waste your concert. Yeah, I right? know. It's crazy. Can you imagine like a world where where Arm is like, we've really actually no We've we've taken the video down. This guy has a better copy from over there. We're gonna post that one. Ozzy, like, what do you expect? I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but then again, to put to play a counterpoint, look at all the stuff we've been complaining about that they haven't re-released all the vault. You know, so we can't yeah. assume that everything's gonna get out there. That's true. Mm. Well, actually, 
It's funny you say that. You're, we were talking about the Iron Maiden vault. There's a thing called the Metallica vault. What? Uh, so I actually have a, a print up of it here because I got an email. It says, we've partnered with our friends at Nugs.net to bring you unlimited streaming of every live Metallica show, plus exclusive recordings from the Metallica vault at an insanely low price of 1981 for your f- first full year. So basically, you can pay 20 bucks. Yeah. And you can listen to every live Metallica show. And it says there's over 600 professionally mixed live Metallica recordings from 2004 and, up wow. and onward. So basically, they recorded everything since 2004. And there's all these live recordings on it that are getting released. And as they go yeah. on, everything's going to be put on there. Yeah, and people are going to And you basically them. subscribe for 20 bucks, and you can listen to all of them. 20 bucks. Yeah, for people are gonna People yeah. are going to grab them and... And they'll all end up out, out in ether, but that's awesome. Well, that's why, amazing. Why they did Maiden, that. If Maiden did that, because you know they have it, I would pay. Oh. I would pay twenty bucks a month to have a subscription to be able to listen to like. Oh my god! Any on demand, any Maiden show going back to like. Yeah, you know. especially if they were like organized in a sensible way. You yeah. Could, you know, I mean, if you just overlaid them in layers on a simple web format where you did by tour, you did by area, you know, you could yeah. be all. We should be able to search by year, search yeah. by tour, search by city. That's right. And just have them there and just listen to them. Yeah, like a small fee, even tack it on to the uh, fan club. Yeah. And then even just like download the album for like a dollar or two. And then yeah. people could go and download all the concerts they were at just yeah, for nostalgia awesome. and put them on their phone. Yeah. Why don't they do that? I don't know. That would pay for itself. Like Metallica are going to – I'm thinking I'm probably going to be doing this. Yeah. And I don't, haven't even listened to very many Metallica bootlegs. I have like a handful. Yeah. but uh, And they're professionally mixed, so you know they're really good quality bootlegs. Yeah. Oh my God. And they've done some great. Yeah. Great. great and lately, shows, yeah. their tour, their set lists have been like crazy awesome. Yeah, we brought them up recently. I think we've. So I think I'm yeah. going to subscribe to this, and then I'll come on here and do a review of it. Do a review. Yeah. Nice. And tell you how it works. Yes. And then if Maiden did something like that, man, I think every Maiden fan that's like at least hardcore could pay twenty bucks. Yeah. For a yearly subscription to this. Thing. Twenty bucks for a year—that's nothing. Twenty yeah. bucks a month. Some people, it's steep. But. Um, it's unlimited streaming, so you don't download it. I think you mm-hmm. listen to it. So I'm not sure how it works. Yeah. Or if well, you can buffer it onto your phone to listen to. Well, if you can stream it in high quality, then yeah. it'll end up wherever. That's true. People right. can record it. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, that's cool. I don't know why Maiden doesn't do that. Because you know they have all the recordings. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's frustrating. Not yeah. only that, just to, there's, there's another way to look at it too. Like what are the recordings stored in? Uh, they're probably all digital. They're probably all cloud safe. So most likely they're okay. But it is a way to preserve them too, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not only that, by putting them up, the first thing you do is you knock away all those crappy bootlegs. All of a sudden become a second tier, right? Like someone has a bootleg out there and they go, oh, I recorded this. It was decent. It might sound crappy. They didn't get it right. Yeah. Whatever. Because there are like pros who record bootlegs who are yeah. really good. And then there are crappy people. And it knocks all of those down. And now you're getting soundboard quality and like, you know, and then like they said, professionally mixed. I don't know how they did that. Maybe they outsource, open source some of it and let people work off the originals. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool concept. Open sourcing your album. You know, I had this big debate. It was a whole Napster all around the Metallica thing, but it wasn't Metallica itself. But I'll never forget a a guy back then, a lot of respect for him. Uh, He made a great argument and it was very early days. And he said that, um, you know, look, we shouldn't look at the demonetization of albums in such a bad way because it'll bring artists um, back to the back to the back to their audience. It'll make people tour. It'll make them produce merchandise. Yeah, and he's and he's right. That's more or less what's happened. And and they have found a way to monetize in digital. Yeah, world. like I think bands make money touring. Yeah. 
Yeah, but this is a way to have a band-specific subscription problem. That's what they've created, right? Because, you know, the subscription model has happened. Actually, funny one. I did that when I did the NBA years ago. Uh, Spoiler alert for people out there. I have an NBA. That's an old joke. If you have an NBA, how do you know? Someone, they tell you. Um, And when I did it, it was like 2009, 2008 in England. And iTunes and iPods were all big. And like our team, we did a presentation saying it's all going to have to go subscription because that's the only way to make it manageable, right? And there was a lot of pushback in the room. And of course, it's gone subscription. But then how do you monetize in a subscription? Well, one of the big problems like all these different platforms have had like Jay-Z launch platform. All these artists are like, I'm on there and I'm popular and I'm getting like $40 a month or $100 a month. There are like famous artists, like, a, I don't know, Kesha or someone like this, who's on a, a pl- platform and they're getting like 10 grand a month. But that's Kesha. Like yeah. if you're like a normal person, you're, you can't even you're pay for sense. gas, yeah. right? So the question then is how do you get around that? And I think they might actually be onto it. They're probably not the ones who invented it, but individual streaming, Imagine, yeah, like if every band had this, yeah, and you could just pick and choose. Like, I could pick because there's yeah. a whole bunch of bands that are small that I listen to, yeah, the, that I would subscribe to and get their live shows. The gold, the yeah. gold version is you get all the studio, all the lot. The platinum is you get the fan club, you get the sweater, you get the everything, like the tears. You know, that's the way to go, man. That's amazing. Well, the thing with all these older bands, Metallica, yeah. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, all these like big older metal bands, yes. Is their audience is like our age and we have disposable income. Yes. And they re-release these like box sets of stuff. Like that's where they're making all their money now is releasing. Like that Guns N' Roses put out that $1,000 box set of after construction and stuff. But they put out. Our buddy Mike had, it was like, he, Josh, I um, want to get it. He had it in his cart and he, he was like. Yeah, he was like, this is ridiculous. Like weeks. Yeah, he's like, this is ridiculous. I'm yeah. like, Mike, you spent 10 grand on a watch. <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, like uh, literally he was, he was, you know. They sold those box sets, no yeah. question. Actually, I think they had more trouble selling them. Than, Did they? Yeah, they didn't sell out or anything. They're, they're still available. And then they started throwing in a Guns N' Roses record player with the box set. So I think nice. kind of, maybe they overpriced them. But basically what I'm saying is like all these older metal bands like Maiden. Yeah. Like I'm so hungry for Maiden product now, especially audio. Yeah. That if they took, if they reached back and grabbed a random decent bootleg now, mm. threw it out on like a triple vinyl with a CD. Yeah. And like, whatever. I just buy it. Because I'm like, I bought Book of Souls and there hasn't been anything since. Yes. And I'm, well, there's been the the live Book of Souls live, the tour. Yeah. Whatever. But if they just went back and started releasing these vinyls on bootlegs. That would be If they released one a month, I'd buy one a month. You would? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. Like Pearl Jam did that good with their bootlegs where they Mm. did every single, every show from the whole tour. And if... I remember back then, because I have a few of those, but mm. I used to read reviews and just look at the set lists, and yeah. I picked a few that I thought were really good. And they were awesome, and they sound awesome, and they recorded well. And if Maiden did that, but I'm one of those people with Maiden, that if Maiden had all of the Book of Souls tour yeah. released on those CDs, I would probably just collect them all. <laughs> you know you know what? You're onto something. They, like, so let's just say the stream. It's like an unlimited yeah. bank of money just sitting there that they could just cash in on. It is. So let's just play this thought experiment for a second because okay. I really like this. Let's just say companies opened up streaming online. Then they could also just secondary, like license, just like a Columbia house to take certain ones that the band signs off on and sell them as like a non-Iron Maiden but Iron Maiden sanctioned material. And Iron Maiden could take a licensing fee. And you could actually buy – like so they could outsource the vinyl production because one of the big things – 
what do you problem, mean non Iron Maiden? I don't understand what you're like, saying. Like, uh, take a take. So Iron Maiden owns the stream, but the production and the distribution of the vinyl, they don't have to be involved with. In other words, you but could it's still Iron. You're talking about Iron. Yeah, Maiden it's albums. still Iron Maiden albums, but yeah. it's like a Columbia House model. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You could go back to that because one of the big problems they'd have is the administrative overhead, getting the gear right. Like one thing I know with Iron Maiden, and we haven't really talked about this on the podcast, but every time I see everything, like. We, we, we sometimes complain that, that there's not enough of this or that or, you know, they, they, they have a high bar for quality. Yeah. Right? So I wonder how much stuff would get released, but they're just, they don't think it's there yet. You know, which is ironic that I'm saying this because we've always argued that they rush so much stuff out, yeah. especially with cover art. But you know what I'm saying? Like if they, if you, if you, so you said I'd love a vinyl every month. Iron Maiden and I'd their team are not going to do that. Settle for a CD. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, I don't know, I think I'm in the minority in that I want to buy CDs still. Okay. Like, I still buy CDs of bands. Yeah. Because I have, like, if a Maiden puts out anything on CD, I buy it. That's right. Because I have the everything on CD. So when something new comes out, I want to stick it on the shelf next to the other thing. And I still listen to it in the car sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's what me and you were talking because we're like crust, crusty old men now. We are. <laughs> in our 40s. I was up, up on my cabin this past weekend. Yeah. And I was trying to do something with music, and there was a Bluetooth speaker, and I couldn't get it to work because I don't know why it wouldn't work. Yeah. And then I was looking for an aux cable in my car and in my wife's car and digging through drawers. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to buy a CD player, and I'm going to go pick 10 CDs out of my CD collection, yeah. bring them up to the cabin, and that's what I'm going to listen to that weekend. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> why not? Because I hate, like, in a way, it's awesome now that you have everything at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, I open up Google Music and whatever I can think of. I'm like, what do I want to listen to? And I just find it. And I have like 300 and something playlists made in there. So yeah. like for every mood and like I have like cabin metal, cabin. Uh, <laughs> I love it. You're, you're going to list off. Cabin you have, slow cabin. Well, I have like, you have a thousand playlists. I have 340 no, something. You have so many. Yeah. But for every, because. You have a, you have a talisman playlist. You have one <laughs> talisman sign that just is like 45 minutes. No, don't. But I have. Well, a how lot. long is it? You have the talisman. Oh, I thought up. you meant yeah. It's not a playlist. That's just no, one track. It's just one track. I did. I made a version they, of the talisman. No, yeah. You're like, That's, no, it's uh, not a playlist. No, yeah. It's not. I clicked and added. It's. I went in and edited at a sound level and pulled out recreatable chunks. I did. I opened up the, that the fit talisman together. studio track yeah. uh, in sound editing software and yes. cut it up and put together a 47 minute version of the talisman. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's just so yeah. I want to qualify what you just said because you're okay. like, oh, I got to bring the CDs up. I was messing yeah. around with the cable. You do all of the podcast editing. Yeah. You can mix and match at this level, so you're not a tech, you're not a technological neophyte. I'm the same way. I, uh, I just don't you, have the patience for it. Is the thing. Yeah, I'm a software developer. Yeah. You watch me use my phone. I hate it. I know how to develop apps. Yeah, you know, I if teach I sit it and down I sell to do them. something yeah. on a computer, that's fine. Yeah, but when I'm at the cabin, and I'm like, oh, uh, I want to listen to some music because I'm like stacking yeah. wood for the next two hours. That's right. And then like I can't get music to come on. <laughs> you're I'm a like, lumberjack all I'm, of a sudden. I'm like in the I'm at the cabin in the woods. Don't make me mess with computers or even think about technology right now. Yeah. It's just annoying. Yeah, it's funny. It's 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 like you turn off the technology piece when you want to relax yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. I get that. My mom was a guidance counselor. When she'd get up to the cabin, she'd be sitting there having a, having a drink and kids would come on. She'd be like, give it up and just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the advice you give to people. <laughs> but, okay, I want to I wanna just wrap okay. this up with one more piece. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going cassette. This is a new decision for me. Oh, yeah. I'm so, like, I got all my iP- 
How are my, you going cassette? On my pocket. Like, what do you I'm, mean by going In cassette? my truck. I got it rigged up. I was all, I spent like a good, remember how I was in the office this afternoon working all day? Okay, I spent like two hours like looking at vintage Walkmans. <laughs> anyway, I got the one I want. And uh, Oh, you're really going to get a... Yeah, I'm going to okay. put it in the truck. Okay. And I'm going to rig it up. I got a spot for it. I got it all Velcroed up and everything. Uh, I got a whole plan. Okay. And I've, because we were talking Why recently. Why not go CD instead of cassette? Uh well, I've already got a six CD change in my truck, and it's full. Okay, so why do you need? <laughs> it's full. Why are you I don't want cassettes then. I don't know. I just want to listen to cassettes. Okay. I like flipping them. I know what you mean. I could listen to cassettes in my shed all the time, things? but that's only because it's my shed. I have an old. I already had yeah. an old tape player out there. You make a very good point. And I've got a shelf with like a ton of them, but I listen to more CDs out there than I do. I want to listen, listen to cassettes to yeah. definitely. But you're right. I, 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 that does make a good point. I want to get the Master Puppets tape back because we were talking about it. I have the Master Puppets tape. If you get, if you go through the work to get a cassette player put yeah. in your truck, I will give you my Master Puppets cassette tape. Oh, you heard it here on the air. <laughs> you heard it here. I was going to have to pay $4 on eBay. Thank <laughs> you, Nesbitt. How many cassettes do you have? Um, gee, that one time I had like hundreds, but yeah, I think I have probably 40 left out there. You have 40 now, eh? Yeah. Do you think you'd buy any more? Uh, probably not. I don't know. Mm. No, I doubt it. Fair enough. I, I just want to get all Although the I almost bought albums. the first Night Demon. If you yeah. go on the Night Demon website yes. and go to their uh, online store, yes. you can buy the first Night Demon EP on cassette. It's like nine bucks. I think I'm going to order that. Yes. <laughs> let's uh, let's get two of those. Okay. Let's do that. Because, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of want to have the cassette thing going. I yeah. don't know why. And I'm also, I was thinking like, I could listen to this when I'm walking down the road and I realize I'd be the biggest hipster ever. Yeah. But I got so much gear going on on my phone. It's just, ugh, I hate my phone. I'm actually thinking about, oh, I'm, my phone I'm almost thinking my, flip phone, yeah, baby. My phone being my music player. Yeah. Like, I'm, I almost have my music all removed from, like I still, some, like I stream music through my phone sometimes. Like, yeah. Lots of times. But like when I'm at work, I listen to it on the computer that I'm using. Yeah. When I'm in my car, I listen to CDs. When I'm in the shed, I listen to tapes. Yeah. I basically listen to FM classic rock radio when I'm at the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> but soon I'm going to get a CD player for up there. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. I got a new theory. You know, everyone's like, People oh. People are probably listening to this that are like, they're like, these they're guys like are crazy. 20 something. They're like, who are these who guys? Who are these guys? Or they're like, they're so cool. <laughs> yeah. You'll get miserable not. too. <laughs> You know, you know how they always talk about like, oh, there's these old conservative guys in the U.S. and they want it to be the '50s. I, I think we just wanted to be the '80s. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when I when I, I I actually was looking at hooking up a rotary phone, like and just using that because, you know, and then getting getting all the analog music and then just kind of de-digitizing a lot of stuff. And anyway, but just build it back. And someone's like, oh, it's ridiculous. Everything's so much better now. I'm like, is it? Look, talk to my kids. My kids will be like in college. Yeah, they're like six and eight right now. Yeah, so they'll be in college in like. A long time. Yeah. And they'll be like, guys, enough of these MP7s and MP8s. I'm going back to the MP3s. And the guys are like, I can't still listen to MP3s. You can still listen to those. And someone's like, what are MP3s? Two-dimensional music? Yeah. Well, another segue, it's funny you say that because a friend of mine uh, posted today, he's a musician. He's he's a pianist. Uh, He studies at McGill. He's amazing. And uh, giggle when you say pianist. (laughs) He's a pianist. Yes. He's a pianist with a penis, <laughs> dude. Anyway, he um he he shared an article which I which I read and enjoyed, um, just because it's interesting. But uh, a venture capitalist in India, well known yeah. person, I didn't know him before. He said that people won't listen to music 
as we know it now in 10 years. Now, it's obviously one of those bold yeah. predictions. Bullshit. My immediate, my immediate argument was you can't, like, it's never a silver bullet. But his argument was that music will become AI based and it will be adaptive. Bullshit. Yeah. And that's my response. I think it will, yeah. it might replace this, like, crap music that you hear on the radio now. Yes. That's all basically built on an algorithm anyway. All this, like, exactly. electronic dance music and, like, yeah. You listen to the top 10 pop music now. It's all written by the same people, and it all sounds identical, and it's crap. Yeah. And it's all computers anyway. Yes. So why not take the people out and let them just churn out – all those songs sound the same, churn out more over and over again. That might go away. That's right. But somebody, like, hitting a, a, a power chord on a distorted electric guitar, Yeah. you'll never be able to replicate that with a computer. I, I, I agree. I mean, I my, my comeback to him was <laughs> that there might be a, a business model for, like – uh, adaptive music for kids so they can sleep or for you so you can focus at work. Yeah, or, like I think or, when you get in an elevator, you may, yeah. might hear this kind of music that you're talking about. Yeah. Or if you go to Walmart, the music that they pipe in over the speaker is like, this algorithm <laughs> says this makes people consume an 7% elevator? more. You know what I mean? Like, But, you know, you could also get it so you're at a rave, you know, and everybody's got a Fitbit style no, thing this, on this and, and it just kicks in when your ta- E's go nuts. This guy that you're talking about yeah. that made this bold prediction, Yeah, I guarantee he's never played an instrument He's never strapped on an electric guitar or played a drum or done anything. No. Because anyone that's ever done anything like that, there's no way that, like, people are always going to want to rock out. And computers are not going to, like, create. Yeah, and not only that, as soon as as soon as soon you make it more dynamic, then people will crave the perfection of it, right? They'll crave the, they'll crave the but not the, the perfection, they'll the crave imperfect, the stability. The imperfection of no, the polish. The, the, this is the way it was. Okay. The biggest question is: as soon as you put an algorithm on on whatever the Beatles, you know, as much as we, you know, the, yeah. use them as an example, as soon as you take a music like that, it's no longer theirs, right? Yeah, it's like it. You know, I don't know. Anyway, this guy's just a computer nerd who made a wrong prediction. <laughs> yeah, it, predictive. I can music see if he's thinking of music as the pop music of the time now. I can yeah. see how like the next Kesha song can be written with a type totally. computer. Kesha's getting that's like this hook, today. This <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I, can't like, even, I don't even. <laughs> the Talking Maiden podcast rips down Kesha. <laughs> I don't even like her look anymore, Nesbitt. I think her music is second rate. <laughs> I hear her relationships are in trouble. <laughs> but I can see a computer making like whatever the pop music that's on the go now. Because yeah. I, I haven't. I, I literally don't know any pop music anymore. I don't listen to any pop music or radio. No, you don't no. listen to Billy Eilie uh, Eilie Billy. What's her name? Oh my God, that sounds. You're old. talking about Billie Idol. Billie Eilish. Is it Eilish? Never heard of it. I don't know. This punky young lady. <laughs> oh my God, I sound like I'm 80. <laughs> oh, anyway, she doesn't even. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't speak with proper grammar and no manners. You're a cantankerous old coot. Yeah, Billie Eilish. <laughs> Never heard of it. Isn't it Billie Eilish? Him? Her? I don't know. I didn't know she existed until okay. I saw like a. Um, but basically, yeah. all these songs that are like electronic based. Yes. I'm sure a computer could, you put a hundred of those in, it would turn a hundred more of those out. Totally. be like, we've got to bring the hook up. in and do it, hit them with the hook 10 seconds in and repetitive and blah, 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 and sample this person's voice and pet. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Don't forget know. about the break, the break for 30 seconds where like a hip hop guy can rap for 30 seconds. Yeah, that's where you got to <laughs> throw that in, in the after the second chorus. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. let's get back to the Maiden. Well, yes, Iron Maiden, a band. But basically... <laughs> a heavy metal band. We get off on this because of the Metallica Vault. Yeah. Maiden, if you're listening, do the Metallica Vault. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, do the Iron Maiden Vault. Release yes, it. not the yeah, music part. The the main... The main. Also, release them cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So remember I was telling you about that podcast last episode, Satellite 664? Yes. Um, so they posted a new episode mm. with some disturbing news in it. <gasps> the Carton Horses, as we know it, is going to be no more. Oh, my God. So I remember I talked earlier, I saw something on Twitter about, like, a contractor that was doing something with Carton Horses. And I assume they're just doing something with, like, soundproofing or something. Yeah. It turns out the Carton Horses is being, it's not being demolished, but it's being, like, I think half of it's being turned into apartments, half of it's getting, the bar going down in the basement, and what's, I'm not sure, it's getting totally, like, the the old-timey Carton Horses that we know and love is not going to be there anymore. Well, the Ruskin Arms was already messed up, right? Yeah. They did that one previously, and now yeah. they're going after the, the, the actual birthplace. Yeah. So it's, uh, oh, that's okay. pretty sad. I'm glad we got there when we had a chance. Yeah. We so we got to see it. Is this one of these, like, oh, they're going to ruin everything, you know, negative hit pieces, or uh, is, it, or is no. there a chance they could be making it better? Well, if you, everyone, if you go to YouTube yeah. and look for Satellite 664, yeah. um, that's the, podca- the maiden podcast I was talking about last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, he's interviewing Steve, Steve Loopy Newhouse and Steve yeah. Newhouse actually goes to the curtain horses and takes a video and like shows you like, here's where this is going. Here's what's happening oh, here and stuff. So, uh, and they explain it all in there. So I'm not going to get into too much detail, but you go to YouTube and check that out. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I'm glad we got there when we did. Oh yeah. Me too. It's not That's gonna heartbreaking. Be like, yeah. That's heartbreaking. I think half, like a quarter of the bar is getting cut off and I can't, I can't remember what he said. Why? And then the whole part where the stage yeah. is, is going to be gone. Yeah. And there's going to be a staircase, and there's a new bar going down the, down in the basement. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. The landlord, the person that owns the building, is doing something with it or something. I don't know. That makes no sense. It's worth yeah. way more money, you know. Well, obviously it's not. <laughs> obviously, I guess you know. Or they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Or he's just sick of it all. He wants know. to ruin it. It's like the hacienda in Manchester when it went to flats. Oh yeah, you took me there, that, and I was like, oh, this, was. this is it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Because I did watch that movie after that Manchester. 24-hour party, party. Oh, you watched it after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We literally stayed right in that area. Yeah, and then I yeah. went there and I was right like, oh, yeah, the condos trains. now. Yeah, yeah. it's an anyway, awesome area. sad day for the curtain horses. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but well, uh, check that out on YouTube. There's a cool video on there. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, if they ruin the Britain's protection in Manchester, that's it, it's war. <laughs> it's war. Um. The, oh, did you see uh, Iron Maiden singer Paul Diano going through hell waiting for knee surgery? Is a new story that really? I saw. In my Google alert. <laughs> so tell me, this I was is... gonna, I was gonna say they can prescribe something for that, but I... <laughs> oh. So this is apparently a big news story. Mm. Uh, it was the Metal Voice, so they're uh, they're a website, and I think they have a podcast and they're like a blog, but they do a lot of metal interviews and stuff. And he, they posted their, they tried to get an interview with Paul Diano, mm. and they posted his reply, and his reply was. Hi, mate. I'm going through hell at the moment, waiting on surgeries. My leg keeps ulcerating, so they can't put in the bionic knee yet. It's very depressing. Doing my best to stay up, but it's hard. I have more down days than good. Not really up for interviews at this time, as I got a lot of clinic visits trying to focus on this, but maybe soon. What so, the hell? Are so they basically, releasing that? He shouldn't release that. I know, but they released that, and the news picked that up as a story. And it's like, is that really news? That's bullshit. It's like someone politely declines your interview, and you release their... Their, their response. They, their response, and that's news. I know. And everyone picks it up. All these metal like websites that post all the. I, I know. know. Ugh. Yeah. That's really, really. That's low. Yeah. So I was like, "Is this that's news?" Garbage. Like, yeah. It's. I don't know. It's. I don't know. I'm not impressed. It's not it's, news. It's not news. This is bad as uh, when I got my Google news yeah. alert for Iron Maiden, and it was like, 
What, yeah. What's this Iron Maiden news story? And actually, this one I actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, what's that? It had nothing to do with Iron Maiden, but it was that uh, bids of $666 are forbidden on Jeopardy. And I was like, this isn't Maiden news. And I was like, well, sort of. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't use Why? Like that. Why? Well, you're not allowed to bid $666 on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> the bid of the, the beast. The bid of the beast, yeah. <laughs> Alex Trebek's not having it. I know. Um, here's something else. So I've been, I basically buy every Maiden book that I can get my hands on. Yes. Help me decide if I should buy this book or not. <laughs> this is a book called Carping Mad 3 by Mike Redfern. And it's a book about fishing. Uh, but it has an exclusive Q&A with Adrian Smith. It's a fishing book. It's a fishing book, but it has an interview with Adrian Smith in it. And do you know Should I why? Buy that for the collection. Do you know why it has an interview? So people like me will buy it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason. Yeah, I'm not fooling myself. I just no. Uh, an interview about about fishing. Because the problem is, is you'll take that in, and you'll be like, you know, he talks about how he likes to cast, and then he casts aggressively, and then he casts like long, and then I think like that, I think solos. just like his solos, <laughs> exactly where I was going with it. Just like his solos, I think he might deploying this casting strategy. I, I think you're overthinking it now. The guy that wrote it's a big. Uh, I think he's a big Maidenhead because there's pictures of him at like Maiden shirts and Maiden concerts and stuff. So I he's think there's the more maiden... stories about like. I think it's more entertaining stories revolving around fishing, but there might be some Maiden stuff in it. But I think that might be a little bit too outside of the Maiden stuff for me to buy the book. So he's into Maiden and he loves fishing. Yeah, he's basically my brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> All he needs to do is like shooting moose and you know <laughs> cursing. <laughs> yeah. What else do I like? I don't know. Cooking. But uh yeah, cuz I've basically been buying like anything maiden related. Yeah, you have. Get, but I think this is a little bit too outside too tangentially yeah, you, related to maiden. This might be the one that puts you over the it's me and your wife upstairs doing the intervention <laughs> sign. <laughs> the, the, the curve here they're, they're not uh, what what was that show? The one with Bernie on us. The Millennial Friends. Millennial Friends, Ted, How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'd be doing the intervention with you if you bought that I think one. it's funny that you're <laughs> trying to think of a <laughs> sitcom and you came up with the name Millennial Friends. <laughs> yeah, because all the millennials find friends too offensive. Yet, apparently, How I Met Your Mother where, you know, Bernie does everything Apparently, they grew to up to watching. Women, okay. uh, yeah, I saw that a whole bunch of people tweeted that. It's like, how did a generation that was raised on South Park and Family Guy become offended by everything oh, yeah that's the truth yeah, ridiculous. they didn't watch it but i'm not gonna buy this carping book mm. you just help me decide yeah buy it intervention because <laughs> i didn't even buy i didn't even start buying the second batch so okay there is a second it's not a season what do you call it when comic books come out with a series and then they have a second i don't know i think you just said series maybe it is a series yeah so legacy of the beast comic book mm. the first one came out i bought there's five issues. Yeah. I bought each of the five issues in the three different color, cover variants. And then I also Jesus. bought the graphic novel at the end when it was like they compiled them all the together. The summary. And also you, gave, you, gave, you gave me a copy oh, yeah, of I one that you had it. an extra. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, I bought all of the first series. And the second series is out now and they're releasing mm. series two. And there's five issues again, I think. Yeah. With different cover variations. And I was like... Those first ones I bought, one of them I opened and flipped through, and every the rest of them just got bought and stuck on the shelf. Yeah. I've never even cracked the spine on them. Welcome to comic book collecting. I did it in high school. Yeah, you don't even read them? Well, the best ones you're afraid to read. I used to read them like, 
in text, not with comic online. I would I would go to like a comic store and read their copies. Oh, really? Sometimes, yeah. I just have no. I've never. Ever, I have a huge. Comic I've never collection. owned a comic book before these Iron mm. Maiden comics came out. I've never bought a comic book and never read a comic book. Yeah. Other oh. than maybe the odd Archie comic. We could do. Around we could do a whole kid. episode on this, but uh, I'll very quickly sum it up. I'll do my comic book minute. Um, I was a diehard uh, Spider-Man fan. Yeah. Um, right from before the Amazing of, Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man from before, like the Venom and all that. So like yeah. all the way up, and you know, this whole Avengers stuff was occurring at the same time. No the idea. stuff that's in the movie theaters now. So I have like no Batman. time for any of these movies yeah. about An superhero image. theater because I don't know who yeah. any of them are. I have some very valuable. I don't comics. know who the Avengers are. I don't know who. Yeah. So anyway, my point was, yeah. they've made them all in the movies now, and they're just stupid. Yeah. And like, it's just so. I, I get people are into it, and they like it, and I just find them all so stupid, and everything's one dimensional, and it's it's made for people that are, and you know, and then there's the whole political correctness in it all. You know, it's like, ugh, it's just disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. And so I'm not going to buy yeah. the second batch of comic books, and I'm not going to buy this Carping Mad three book. Hmm. Although I might buy both. Carpet Man 3. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. I'm running out of my time. I'm running out of breath. And now it's getting to Um, got an email. Getting some viewer emails. Ooh, let's uh, do it. Listener emails. Listener emails. Email from Mike. He says, hi, guys. I don't know if I'm going to read this whole thing. This is a long. I love the podcast and have listened to all episodes. I've learned a lot from the intro to the Beast Sessions. I'm from the west part of Montreal, and of course I'm going to the show in August. What do you think of the bootleg collection, complete singles collection on CD? Yeah. Uh, you remind me of myself. I have a room in my basement dedicated to Maiden. My wife was against it when we yeah. redid our basement, but I compromised on other things, and the room stayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says, my first Maiden listen was a tape of Fear of the Dark when I was 13, and I loved it. My first concert was Blaze at Verdun Auditorium, 1998. One of my favorites was in 2000 when Halford opened up for Maiden. I was on the floor seats. Keep in touch, Mike. Yeah, I was I, I was dying. I, I read that there. Uh, that came through, I think, yesterday. Yeah. I was, uh, I was dying to reply and be like, what did you give up? I just want to know. You, oh, like, yeah. It's the rest of How the house, you know, in a, in a pink Barbie theme. theme. <laughs> and he's got that one dark dungeon cover. It'll the, be worth it. Which his wife calls the house cancer. So he, <laughs> he was asking about this uh, complete singles collection on CD, which yeah. I've seen. It's a bootleg. It's all the Maiden singles. Yes. Released. It's almost like, imagine if you took LPs. And shrunk them down to CD size. So the CDs are in like little mini jackets, like an album almost. Okay. And they're all in a box set. Yes. So I'm not sure how I feel about this. It, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. But then, when it comes to like bootlegs, I don't, I don't feel bad at all buying bootlegs of stuff that's not available. Yes. But like Maiden has all the stuff available. So when I buy a bootleg version, I don't yeah. Know. It's the same way I feel about buying bootleg shirts outside the Maiden show. Yeah. They're like a third the price, but I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I bought one once, and I only bought it because I couldn't get a shirt like it in my size. Yeah. And I yeah, gave, that's true. I, I remember we went to every merch yeah. table, and there was a second concert of the trip. And we were yeah, like, and I gave it away after. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't feel right. But do you see these uh, box sets of all these uh, unofficial Maiden stuff yeah. floating around? And I don't know. 
It's weird when it comes to bootlegs. Like, I have no problem at all with buying bootlegs. Um, I wouldn't buy like a digital bootleg. I think you should just like share that stuff for yeah. free. But like, yeah, I think you I'll already buy... answered your question earlier. Yeah. You want to be able to pay for it. You just you'll only yeah. buy the stuff you can't pay yeah. for. So these, I mean, although I don't know if you can get all these still on CD, maybe they're out of print. So yeah. then, I don't know. But it is a cool kind of collection. It looks cool. Yeah. So I think the takeaway is not not legit. Yeah, like I wouldn't buy anything that's not official from Maiden if I could buy the official version. But once it's not available, people who want it, they're going to get it. That's a fair take. Yeah. yeah, we can debate it in Montreal, Mike. That's true. Have that's a it. beer. Yeah, next time we're in Montreal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not going for the Montreal we're show. Not going to, we're going oh. to Toronto's this trip. Boo. We also got a call from a guy named George, and he had a really cool call, and I'm going to play it now. Hey, guys, love the show. Just found your podcast uh, listening in from Ohio. Uh, my name's George, been a huge Maiden fan ever since I saw them in the early 80s. They were the opening act for the Judas Priest show here in Cincinnati. Um, it was outstanding, and ever since then, I've been hooked. Seen him a number of times throughout the years. Um, actually flew to New York when Bruce rejoined the band after Blaze. Um, so that was one of the highlights. Uh, played a real small venue in New York City which was really cool to see him there. A um, couple of questions. I wondered if you've ever had a discussion around the um, wristbands and the stuff they share from the stage with the audience. So guitar picks, drumsticks. Um, I have, uh, I think, all the wristbands from all the guys. Uh, a few of the guitar picks. I have a Nico drumstick. And then probably my prize possession was back uh, probably that first show, I got a glove from Bruce Dickinson that has the fingers cut out, and across the knuckles it says Iron Maiden. So I think that's uh, really cool. And then I was wondering if you're going to have any uh, discussion about the upcoming tour and any news from specific shows that happen. If you need a on-site reporter for the Cincinnati, Indianapolis, or Las Vegas show, I will be there. Looking forward to the tour and keep up the great work. Thanks. So we are going to cover the tour when it comes out. Like mm. I'd say every episode we'll be talking, if anything pops up at any of the tours. Mm. But uh, what he was saying, talkingmaiden.com slash talk. As soon as this tour starts, I would love it if like after every show, people will call in and leave a review of the show. Yeah. Like when you get home from the Maiden show, yeah, go on there and leave like you can leave it. I think you can leave up to you know, Still a drunk. Minutes. Just get on there. Yeah. Send a love letter to That's Nesbitt. true. When this tour starts, yeah, get on and get on. Give, leave man. If anyone wants to leave tour reviews, yes. show reviews, give us the details. I'd love to hear everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's cool to hear firsthand from people that are there. That's right. He's uh, he said he's seeing Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Las Vegas. Yeah. So he's doing something which is like we've seen multiple shows on a tour, but they're always like right in a row. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we kind of travel to watch the shows in a row. But he's seeing Cincinnati July 15th is Cincinnati. Indianapolis is July 24th. Las Vegas is August 13th. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. He sees it. And then there's, I think there's three shows. Then he sees them again. And then there's like 10 shows before the Vegas show. Yeah. That's because he's that's down cool. in America. Yeah. And he, he can, can get around. There. Like yeah. we're like trying to plan like the moon launch. We're waiting for oh, the yeah. orbit to come close so we can get up there. Yeah. Well, God. we got a flight to Toronto. How long have we flight to Toronto? It's 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 as far. I'm going overseas next week. Yeah. It's as far as England. Yeah, flying to London right. is, I think, 
Yeah, it's close same. to or maybe even shorter than flying to. Toronto. Depends which way, you know. Like, uh, yeah, but uh, the Toronto's a uh, a little bit less, I think. Is okay. that right? Just a, like a half an hour less. But that's how far we are on the east coast. Yeah. So people are like, "Oh, you." I remember when I was in Ireland one time. It's like yeah. someone's like, "Oh, you're from Canada." I was like, "Yeah, I suppose." And they were like, <laughs> "You know, oh, I was in Vancouver once. I was like, Vancouver is like eight hour, nine hour flight, and there yeah, are no nine direct hour flights. Flight. Yeah. Yes, you got to fly through Toronto, and then when you land in Toronto, you, you got to fly." Over you got to fly like three, four hours, then over the Rockies, then you land in this place where yeah. a condo you know, costs a million. Well, we had a, a guy from <laughs> left a call from Atlanta. Yeah, and he's like, "Just remember, he's like, we're just south of you." And I was like, "Yeah, you're closer to Los Angeles than you are to us, and yeah. you're in Atlanta." That's right, because we're that far north and east from you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We're basically in the middle of, you know, but f nowhere. Yeah, in the but middle of the Atlantic nowhere. Ocean. <laughs> but people say that too because when I was. Down in Florida, a lot of people, they kind of know where Newfoundland is. And they're, they like, they're like, oh, up by Maine. And I'm like, mm. okay, sure, we'll just say that. But yeah. that's like halfway there. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That's like saying Portugal, you know, right next to Amsterdam. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Canada. I'll tuck the way down there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then what do you think of what he said with the wristbands? And the I think it's interesting. I think uh, it is, it would be. It would be neat to see what memorabilia is out there, at least publicly. Yeah. Well, it looks like eBay. Yeah. They have stage-worn Adrian Smith wristbands, 299 bucks. Wow. Nico McBrain's 199 and a Steve Harris wristband that he, like, threw from the stage, mm. 349 like, Wow. I would never pay for that. No, that's stuff. If I could catch one. Yeah. If I could catch a Nick a Nico drumstick or like one of those wristbands or a guitar pick or something, yeah, I would like frame it and it would be like the highlight of my maiden collection. Really? Yeah. I think the but, heart, yeah. the heart that he threw. Oh yeah, the book of souls heart oh, that he ripped out of Eddie. That would be the number one for out. me. Yeah, yeah I'd have that. I'd build a house around it. Yeah, you know they're out there. They're out there. They have to be out there. I would have it in like a glass case. Oh, totally. Like a, totally. Yeah. I would get a transplant and replace my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I would do something cool with it, definitely. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I wouldn't pay to buy one of those. Yeah, I'd, maybe we should do a bit of work on this. And if anyone has any interesting things, yeah. send it in because it would be cool to kind of just we've see had, if there's a market for this. We've had people mm. uh, email us talking about their like, wristbands that they've caught. Yeah. And a lot of people catch them. Well, they throw them out after every concert and picks and stuff. Yeah, what other artifacts are there? Are there like, is there any gear? Nico throws out the drum head. Yeah. He throws out uh, sticks. There's mm. picks, wristbands. Yeah, every at the end of the shows they're firing stuff out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's the incentive to get down front. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I couldn't do it though. If I could get one, a, a Steve Harris wristband, man, that'd be insane. Yeah. 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 It'd be cool. I wouldn't really care. I think it'd be cool. No. I think I'd, I'd rather, rather like a, a signed drumstick. picture. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do with a wristband? But bu- and buying them on eBay. Yeah. Well, what am I gonna do with any of the maiden stuff I have other than I don't know? <laughs> yeah, but a picture you get to enjoy it. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah. I, like, if I didn't catch, if someone else caught it and sold it on eBay and I bought it, it would almost be like if you got Adrian's autograph, and it's like to Josh, and then you gave it to me. I'd be like, oh, this is cool, but you know what I mean? Mm. There's something about catching it yourself <laughs> like that I makes hate it. Josh. But catching it yourself makes it like ten times more valuable. Yeah. To me, I guess. Yeah. And then rich people send people to catch stuff all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny the the different things, uh, how much they're worth, and and so on. Yeah. When the Raptors won the uh, NBA championship, which is a big thing up here in Canada, 
uh, Kyle Lowry, who's, you know, an all-star and probably second-best player on the team behind Kawhi. Never he heard ra- of either of them. Yeah, he ran on the court. I've never watched a basketball game yeah. since uh, Clyde Drexler was <laughs> Clyde Drexler. my favorite player when I watched yeah. basketball. Yeah, since that rookie, Michael Jordan, <laughs> came in. Whatever happened to him? Um, he ran on the court and he grabbed the game ball at the end, but he had done it in, like, a bunch of series, and he did it when the he was on Team USA and they won the Olympic medal. And, like, he's got, like, a collection of balls. And, like, like you win the NBA championship, everyone's, like, losing their mind. He, like, runs, he's grabbing the ball. <laughs> yeah. You got to appreciate that. Yeah. He's a collector. Even though he's a makes thirty million a year, and he's <laughs> just won an NBA championship. Yeah. Anyway, so we we should do a rundown at some stage of the more interesting, yeah, and notable ones. One that we talked about the guy in Winnipeg who has that crazy collection. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, he has like a toque that uh, or a woolly cap that uh, Bruce Warren flung at the crowd in Winnipeg. Yeah. He had like a massive collection, but that was one of the highlights he showed the people in the media when they were there. So it means a lot to him, I guess. Anyway, worth looking into. I got to know, speaking of, I meant to mention this back when we were talking about the other, about that other book. Yeah. Um, I do have a new book that I read. It's kind of new to me. Now, I got this a few months ago, and I meant to talk about it, and then we got into the early years, and I never did. It's called This Day in Music's Iron Maiden by Joe Schumann. So it came out in 2018. Mm. This is the same guy that wrote the Bruce Dickinson Maiden Voyage, the biography. Yes. Um, so this book... It's a good overview for new Maiden fans, but there's also great interviews in there for, like, the more kind of knowledgeable Maiden fan. Um, There's, like, interviews with Blaze Bailey, Paul Diano, Dennis Wilcock. I think there's 13 ex-members of Iron Maiden that he interviews in this book. And uh, a bunch of people that were in, like, Urchin, Gypsy's Kiss, people that were on the crew. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but... uh, For a casual Maiden fan, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. But then if you want to go deep, there's a lot of cool deep stuff in there, too. So oh, that's it. The State in Music's Iron Maiden, which which is a book that I never really heard of, and then all of a sudden I saw it on Amazon, and I was like, "What is this one?" Yeah, where'd yeah. it come from? Oh, I never talked about. Remember last? I think it was last episode, or maybe in the early years. I, was I think it was when we wrapped up the early years. You're t- you're, t- you're going to go house. to the Bridge House book. Yeah, yeah, so I finished that Bridge House book. It's called The Bridge House Canning Town: Memories of a Legendary Rock and Roll Hangout by Terrence Murphy. Yeah. Uh, I love this book. I'm not sure how much people would love this book. There's not a lot of Maiden stuff in it. It's mostly about fishing. (laughs) (laughs) It's about fighting. There's a lot of fighting in this book. Oh, yeah? At the beginning. You also like fighting. (laughs) You're a UFC fan. There's, uh, that's true. There's, uh, so the Bridge House was one of Maiden's stomping grounds. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the Bridge House is also a record, they had a record label. So they also used to record and release albums. Wow. Um, actually, I'm looking for online right now. Uh, I think I'm going to get, there's a compilation called A Week at the Bridge E16 or something like that. And basically they recorded bands over a bunch of nights. Mm-hmm. And they put this compilation out like back in the early 80s, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think I might try to get a copy of that because there's some Remus Down Boulevard on that. And that's Dennis Stratton's old band. Nice. Um, but the book's like super interesting. When I get into bands a lot, like when I get into doing the early stuff, I just get obsessed with not just Maiden, but the whole scene at the time. Yeah. So I can't read enough about the Curtain Horses, even if it has nothing to do with Maiden, mm. if there's other stuff. And just like the scene and what London was like at the time. It was kind of, I remember I got into a phase like that with like early 80s New York music. Yeah. And I was really getting into like, well, early, like the first half of the 80s. And like CBGB's, the Ramones. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking Head Blondies, and I really got into Sonic Youth, and then I started like 
not just reading with the bands, but then I read I read a couple of books about New York at the time, mm. which was crazy. It was like a wasteland at the time. Yeah. And uh, I just, like, I get my head into the scene. I can't get enough information about it. So that might be why I found this book so interesting. But it's a really interesting book. I bought it from the Maiden content. There wasn't a ton of Maiden content in there. But mm. there's a lot of, like, talk about what the scene was like back then. And there is some Maiden in there. Uh, I didn't realize that, like, uh, U2 kind of got their start at the Bridge House. Really? Yeah. Well, they're from Ireland, but when they came over yeah. there, played there a lot when they're starting out. Well, I knew Terrence Murphy was on the right side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old Terrence. So I give it a thumbs up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm not a YouTube fan anymore. No. I've I've never told that a story YouTube on here. Fan. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've been to see them in Dublin. Yeah. That was, you know. Hold on. I got a couple of things here. I got a page of notes with bullet points in front of me. Okay. I had this done up to read. I don't think I'm going to do it. It's, so I've been putting that off. Back in March 8th. Yeah. The Raven Age has a new album out called Conspiracy. Oh, God. And I listened to it a bunch of times. This, So if anyone doesn't know, that's George Harris, our, Steve Harris's son's band. Um, and they're opening for the His name is Beast. George Harris? Yeah. Interesting. So they have a new album, Conspiracy. I listened to it and I was going to like review it. But like, My it's son. just not for me. I My just son, can't, uh... George Harris' son. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I listened to it like a couple times. It's not my type of metal. I was trying to be objective. And they're open. But I wanted to give this one a chance because I listened to the last album and did not like it very much. The vocals are kind of a deal breaker for me. And mm. they're kind of like emo style vocals, which I know a lot of people, like there's tons of people that love that kind of music, but it's not for me. I actually have a clip of uh, this new album. This is a song from the new Raven Age album. It's, well, it's not that new anymore. It came out March 8th, which is a while ago now. Um, so I'll just play a clip of this and then I'll talk about it. Anyway, it, uh, it just, I don't know. It's some of the production in it too. It's like, it's, it sounds like a wall of sound to me. Like there's no mm. grit or rawness to it. It's just this like loud, glossy kind of production. I just yeah. shouldn't be reviewing an album like this because it's not for me. It's like if I asked my grandmother to review Book of Souls, she'd be like, oh, it's so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not giving it any stars or a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'm just saying like somebody 20 years younger than me review this album. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I never gave them a fair shot. Yeah. I, I gave them a very, very fair shot. Yeah. I listened to this a lot and tried to get in them. And yeah. there are some good things with this album. I will say, if you like the last album, this one's more, the songs are more kind of diverse and there's more variety on it. Like yeah. the songs, the first album, a lot of the songs to me kind of sound similar. Yeah. This one, they're all over the place, which is a good thing. It's like more variety or whatever, but I've just not into, I'm not into the sound. I'm not into this type of metal. I'm not into the, vo- and that's why it's so confusing to me that they're opening again. Yeah. For Iron Maiden. Yeah, I know. And, and I, like, I go online on the forums, man, and people do not like Raven Age. People do not like it. I, I get it. You know, if you're Steve, you want your son there traveling with you. I mean, how often are you going to get to do that? I get yeah. it. But it just... <laughs> Many times, yeah, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. <laughs> um, but, you know, it goes back to, I think, some of the discussions we had, um, you know, with various people, um, including our buddy Jarvis. And, you know, th- that's such a stage that's so valuable 
for up and coming oh, yeah, metal break, bands. It could break any up and coming yeah, band. Yeah, to, to, to waste it. And, and these guys had their shot waste. already on the Book of Souls tour, man. Yeah, why do it? I don't get it. Again. Yeah, I know, and weird. I mean, I, I, like, well, I understand I'm going to be outside queuing up for beer. I'm not even going to listen to it. Yeah, like I I'll go to my way to my see a band that I like, but like, I don't know. I'm just not interested. Yeah. At least Ghost, we watch a song and a half and try to give it a shot. But this, I don't know. Yeah. This, I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's weird. I think it's basically they already have the R Age crowd for me. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we already have the Maiden crowd and the old metal crowd. So we're going to pick a band that's very different from Maiden to try to get some of the younger people that that's wouldn't right. otherwise, they're maybe on the fence about seeing Maiden. But they're like, oh, well, we'll go see the Raven Age. But I don't who's going to do that? Like that. If, I think if, it's like, okay. If they're that big, they don't need this anyway. I think it's like the Super Bowl halftime show. Mm it's like we already have all of the people that like football. Yeah. Everyone that watches football is already watching. So let's not let's not let's pick don't pick music that has anything that's going to appeal to them. We're going to pick Beyoncé to see if we can get the non-football fans. We'll get the people that hate that normally would hate the Super Bowl and we'll pull them in somehow. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, except the reason that the, Su- the Super Bowl is obviously it's the size of the stage, it's a one-off thing, it's unique. But Yeah. If you know you're watching Super Bowl and you got all your buddies over and your wife or girlfriend or whoever is all put out with the mess and you know okay we're doing this once a year and then that comes on that's like their part too right like you that's know some I of mean. them are into yeah. it so it's 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 kind of yeah. brings the whole like everybody watches the ads everybody watches the yeah the, that's even people who don't like football they love that stuff because so, if you tell yeah. someone you're like, no one's no one's coming no one's wife's coming or, or friend who doesn't like Iron Maiden's coming well thank God Ghost is there for me to like if you don't, I don't know, like man Ghost is huge now they're like one of the biggest metal bands on the go now really oh my God yes or not Ghost sorry Raven Age oh Raven Jesus. Age yeah yeah I just yeah. lost my mind sorry yeah. sorry Raven Age um well Ghost is another example because of Raven Age and I just don't even pay attention in the beginning yeah but um yeah I never gave them a shot either yeah but the I tried um, to get into them. Mm. I don't mind the you did. song. I wasn't interested I at all. I was probably keeping you out, if anything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, with uh, Raven Age, who's going that likes uh, Iron Maiden, or doesn't like Iron Maiden, that's going to be like, you know what, Raven Age, that's just shit. That's yeah. hanging out with an Iron Maiden fan. I mean, maybe if you're... Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, and a kid's not going to pay what we pay. Yeah, to you're totally in. right. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah, just, it's this valuable yeah. spot yeah. that, like, could make or break a band. Yeah. It, to me, it sounds like that people are planning the tour, like yes, man, or like you know, should we play them again? Oh, or yeah, maybe it's just right. really easy having Raven Age where they're like so connected to Maiden. Yeah, it's so much less stressful. Just so they actually come. don't really want a starting band, and maybe it's so. I think they do, yeah. but they're like, well, we'll put them out, and like we, you know, there's no surprises with them because we're not going to like trash their dressing room or anything. But <laughs> but okay, from our perspective, yeah. let's back it up. From our perspective. We're going to the concert. You know, I, we've talked at length on here about our prep. And then I'm I'm like, I got to have my four pints in, two pints in hand. Yeah. Show starts. Yeah. Empty bladder. There are people that line up. We're always seats, guys. Uh, we haven't done the floor. Yeah. Uh, I've done the floor for a concert in probably how long? I don't I know. I used to do it all years. the time. But yeah. then. Uh... Um, there are a whole group of people that do the first to the barrier. Uh, right. Do that run. They've run up there. They're trying to hold their place. And you're playing garbage. Or you're playing a band that's out of sync with the concert. Yeah. You owe it to them, not us. Like us, it's like, can you get extra? But to be honest with you, for me, the last thing I'd want, we had this debate before, is I don't want to get on there and rock up for an hour. I want to save my rocking out yeah. for Maiden. See, I love having an awesome opening band. Yeah. Look, Alice Cooper opened for Maiden. 
when I saw them in Montreal. Like, that was mm-hmm. awesome. It was like a free bonus concert before the concert. It was awesome. I don't know. It'd be great. Well, you love Night Demon. If Night Demon got that opening slot, you'd watch every song and you'd love it. I'm just going to put it this way. I'm not 22 anymore. I don't masturbate before I have sex. (laughs) All right? (laughs) That's the analogy. I'm just, I'm going in. I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, I want to I want to see Iron Maiden. I don't, you know, do all this. And then the Maiden lead up and you're at the pre-show. I don't do all that to then go and go, oh, yeah, this is a good up-and-coming band. I, I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, I remember the whole uh, stand-up Henry Rollins you sent it to oh, me? Oh, yeah. But yeah. We're like the, he's, like, talking about Maiden show. We should we should play a clip from that at some stage. But he talks about how stupid Maiden fans are and, and about how they're just like, Maiden, Maiden. He's yeah, like, no matter what true. you do. <laughs> It's true. He's like, in their stupid maiden heads, he's like, <laughs> it's hilarious. I like him. But he's like, in their stupid maiden heads, you're keeping them from seeing maiden. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like but that's the way I am. I'm there. I'm like, who is this band? Like, get out of here, maiden. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I would love it if they had like some really kick ass opening bands. Yeah. Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's then the, my non review of I'm not going to review the Raven Maiden Raven Age album but I tried to and I got into it and listened to it a bunch in trying to come up with a review All right. then I realized like anything I said is not going to be fair because it's not anything it's not something I'm going to like Yeah, it's not a genre of metal that I like so yeah. I just shouldn't be reviewing it at all alright I'm putting my foot down I'm drawing a clear barrier here we've done We've done uh, all kinds of tangential stuff with Maiden members. Kids are out. I'm not reviewing any of those <laughs> okay. albums. Yeah. We, we did that one episode where we, we went did, through some of their kids. Apes. Bit of fun. <laughs> Remember Shapes as Lions and all those? Yeah. And uh, we didn't really get any the of those. O- well, the only one was was uh, Harris's daughter. Oh, oh yeah. She's sweetheart. 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 <laughs> and it's funny because we actually played a clip of her song, and that was yeah. like the best clip of them all. She was decent. Yeah, She's she good. Was. Yeah, and there was another one that was good, but I can't remember. And there's no real news about the new Maiden album, really. No. We kind of... Remember we were talking about the Bruce... I don't know if people remember us talking about the new Bruce solo album. So it kind of fell off the radar. Um, when we were talking talking about Book of Souls mm. is the last time I think we talked about it. So it, If Eternity Should Fail was going to be the name of the solo album. And the song was from the solo album. Yes. Remember? So yes. that song started as a demo for a solo album with Roy Z. And it's almost identical to the Maiden version. So Maiden took that Bruce took that version and they yeah. re-recorded it with Maiden for the opening track yeah refresh me didn't he commit he was gonna do the original version yeah of so album? I've got yeah. the quote here it says I was halfway cool. through doing actually a whole concept album which was going to be called If Eternity Should Fail and If Eternity Should Fail was the title track to my new solo album yeah. that Bruce said and uh, I got this quote here too from Bruce and he says there's half an album of solo stuff sitting on a shelf I just need to go and get some time and write some more material. I was halfway through doing actually a whole concept album, which was going to be called If Eternity Should Fail. And then a couple of weeks ago, Roy Z posted on his Facebook, and he says, we have 17 amazing songs just waiting. Wow. So that's something to look forward to. That is. If they have 17 songs demoed for a new Bruce solo album. Yeah. That's, you know. Interesting. So we have... A live legacy, maybe legacy of the Beast tour album, hopefully, yeah. and maybe a DVD, which would be awesome. A new Maiden album, we're pretty much sure there's one coming. Yeah, maybe a Bruce solo album coming, and we know there's a British Lion album being recorded too. So there's a lot of like new releases coming out in the next year or two. Wow, excellent! But I would love it if they drop the Legacy album, then the Maiden album. I guess the British Lion and then the Bruce solo. That'd be cool. Wait, now what Legacy album? 
Legacy of the Beast live album. Live album. So that would have they committed to that? No, they haven't. But they haven't. People okay. So you're it. you're talking about because I was going to say I'm thinking no, they're going to do that. like a Book of Souls yeah. live chapter. They do Legacy I, of the Beast live chapter. I chapter hope two. so. I hope so. Yeah. They didn't do a Matter of Life and Death live. There's been spatch, you know, you know, pieces yeah. they've missed. So actually, it's. It, I wish they'd release a bootleg of that. I mean, a live mm. album of that because mm. uh, the bootlegs of that, a lot of those songs come off amazing live. Yeah. The legacy live, is and like you know they've got it recorded good too, right? Yeah. Really good time. So let's work the timeline on the tour. So the tour starts. We know that by the time the tour starts, if they're not already done, they're done recording the album, yep. which means the album's going to be mixing. And then if they finish this tour, um, I haven't looked at the latest and the dates. But when they finish the tour in the fall, um, there's no tour dates after in the new year. I don't think. I'm not even going to like yeah. speculate on when the new album will come out because yeah. I've read that many online posts of people trying to break it down and yeah. schedule it and they all come to different ideas different conclusions. and I'm just like, I have no idea. But if they're going to tour next year, then likely it's well, going to drop. Well, they did the European tour. Pre-Christmas. And now they're doing the North and South American tour. Yeah. I think that's going to be it for Legacy of the Beast. Yes. And then oh, definitely. after that, it'll be new album and then album tour, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, so new album should probably come before Christmas. Yeah. Hopefully. Oof. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, and then Bruce, you know, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when we talk about Bruce solo, you know, like we've cherry-picked yeah. albums and we're doing a bit yeah. more. We're going to do uh, Balls to Picasso yeah. pretty soon, in a few weeks, yeah. after the first Maiden album and a couple other things, Yeah, which is a great album. Well, most of it. We'll see. You'll we'll hear see. what we think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It's no uh, tattooed millionaire. Yeah. And then maybe we'll do, uh, I don't know. I really want to do. You know, uh, in hindsight, tattooed millionaire is a pretty pretentious title for an album for a millionaire's tattooed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also shitty album. (laughs) From a great guy who we love, who we're going to be open-minded with on the next solo. I liked a lot of that album, but I also disliked a lot of that album. Yeah. There were some, I thought tattooed millionaire was like a lot of, a couple of great songs, a couple of Good songs and a bunch of horrible songs. Yeah. So it was all over the place. But yeah. the, I thought it was a fun album. Yeah. To. That was the one Yannick was on, right? Yeah. I can't remember yeah. now. It's been, it's been months. So before we wrap this up, because we're yeah. uh, getting long here, uh, I got a couple more emails here. Somebody emailed us, someone named, R- he just said RK, or maybe it's a she, RK is the yeah. initials, and says, Hey boys, just watch The Dirt on Netflix. Love Motley Crue and Love Maiden. Got me thinking, what about an Iron Maiden biopic? What do you guys think? Up the Iron. RK. I so I watched, so. did you watch The Dirt on Netflix, the Motley Crue biopic? No, I didn't. Oh, man. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. But it's one of those things. Okay. This is another mini, yeah. mini rant from me. It's almost the exact same thing as the Queen movie. Yeah. They're both these like lighthearted kind of by the numbers rock biopics. Yeah. Right? They're predictable and they have the concert scenes. And they're, you know what I mean? But they're both really entertaining. I like both of them. The Queen one's a bit more higher budget. and But they're both like formulaic by the numbers rock biopic movies. Yeah. The critics love the Queen one. It's like Academy Award stuff. And they hate the crew one. And I'm like, they're almost the same movie. Just because Queen is like the highbrow rock and roll and Motley Crue is like the hair metal. You have to like, you're not allowed to like it. Yeah. I hate that. Like the it. If you put those two movies side by side, they're equally good. Yeah, but is is the Motley Crue one? Is it gritty? Like, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yes. Yeah, it tells all the backstory because those is, guys were living. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, and you look at the the dirt, 
Yeah. It gets 39% from the critics and 95% audience score. So it just goes to show you, like... Yeah, well, critics are idiots. Exactly. Yeah. They're not allowed to like The Dirt yeah. as much as The Queen one because, you know, yeah. oh, we wouldn't... You know, that's too lowbrow for yeah. us. Yeah. That annoys me. They're out of step with the masses. Oh, yeah. Like, everything. Like, a good movie is a good movie. Like, just because yeah. one band you're allowed to like and one you're not because you're going to lose your snobby critic credentials if you like Molly Crew. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, a Maiden biopic would be awesome. Yeah. That would who be would, great. Who would play everybody? Mm, interesting. I don't know. It's hard to... I, it's hard to pick them, isn't it? Yeah, because they're such a, like... Yeah. I could pick a few people right now, but... Can you put Christian Bale as Bruce Dickinson? Christian... Oh, I don't know. He'd overplay it. No, I don't know. Yeah, he would. You think? Yeah, totally. I could see him being like a young Bruce <laughs> with long hair. I'd put Bill Murray, you know, the actor <laughs> Bill Murray, as yeah. Rod Smallwood. Bill Murray as Rod Smallwood. Okay, cool. <laughs> I could awesome. see that. I could see that. Who would play Adrian? Man. No, we need time to think about this. We do. If you we have any ideas, yeah. tell us who you think would play yeah. all the maiden people. Yeah, Adrian would be easy. Email us. A- Adrian would be, would be Adrian? easy to fill. Um, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew. Oh, my God. You're in love with the band. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, there's so many. Uh... But Maiden's story, the story of Maiden, you you have to cherry pick. So, okay, how about this? Yes. So, kind of do the Paul Diano story. Yeah. Where it's like, you start out with early Maiden. Yeah. They're kind of struggling a little bit, and they get Paul Diano in the band. That's the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And how Diano kind of starts losing it, you know what I mean? The pressure of yeah. touring. And, uh, you know, some of the debauchery from behind the scenes when, of Paul Diano. And then maybe some it shows kind of the behind the scenes stuff going on where they're thinking about replacing them and they're kind of meeting with Bruce behind his back. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Make that really dram- dramatic. And then they could end with a scene of like the Beast on the Road tour with Beast over Hammersmith with like Bruce. And it's like. Yeah, we need to we need to we need to come up with a, each pitch or plot or, and cast against each other on the show. That would be good. Yes. I would do maybe mine's going to be a comedy. How about this? Start <laughs> start in the Maiden Seventh Son era. Yes, huge concert at the beginning. At the beginning, it's this huge. That's right. It's it's like them playing like some huge venue on the Seventh Son tour, mm. and that and it's like Maiden at the at their ultimate top, pinnacle top, and that's yeah. where the movie starts. Um, and then cover the whole Adrian thing, Adrian leaving, Yannick coming in, and then Bruce kind of the uncomfortable, you know, that real live tour that they did where he already told them he was leaving and it was like, they did this, yeah. he had to do this tour and, and they knew that he was leaving before the tour started. Yeah, it was horrible. And it was kind of awkward and stuff. So that'd be a lot of tension. That'd be good in the movie. And then him leaving and the search for the new singer and Blaze coming into the band. I don't know who would play Blaze Bailey. And then you cover kind of Maiden, how they're like struggling and like grunge coming up and Maiden not being cool anymore. And then the reunion, when Bruce comes back, that would be like the, yeah. at the end, Bruce comes back and the band's on, on like on a new height. And it could end with a shot of the Rock and Rio concert with Maiden back on top again. Yes. And then also cover like Silicon Messiah and how that album kind of got buried yeah, that's just us doing Blaze love. That would yeah. be in the biopic. And it'd be like a bittersweet ending with like Maiden back on top of the world and Blaze kind of getting the shaft from like the management company and going off independent. And Yeah. You know what I mean? Tough fight. Yeah. Or you could just do an X-rated movie based on Paul Diano's The Beast book. If it's the comeback, <laughs> if it's the comeback, I'd call it Brave New World. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. But, um, oh, we, we should go off and, 
you know, we have to pick like really famous actors. Otherwise, we can't be like, you know, this obscure Italian actor. Although, here. Look, he does look like him. When I watched The Dirt with Motley Crue, yeah. it was all actors that I'd never seen before. And it really worked because they picked guys that were very similar to that. Yeah. If I wa- watched it, I probably wouldn't even know. I only know yeah. like one or two guys in Motley Crue. Okay. I only yeah. just from my cousin had yeah. posters his whole life on yeah. the wall. Yeah. But a Motley Crue, a, a biopic would yeah. be. Uh, I used to think when I was a kid that listening to them was like, you know, I wasn't allowed to. They were bad. Yeah, shout at the devil. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. I remember my cousin. He was right. really bad. He had all these pictures. He's older cousin. <laughs> he loved it, and he was like, "I was like, oh my god." Yeah. And my mom was like, "You can't listen to that." Shout at the devil. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. I got a whole bunch more viewer. I printed up a bunch of emails here from uh, viewers. I've got like five or six pages of them here. Mm. But uh, they'll have to wait for another time because we're gone super long. Yes. Yeah. We'll get back to them. We'll circle back. All that all that talk about <laughs> nonsense was important. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I don't one. even remember. I like this one's really some ramble, but I don't every know. now and then you got to ramble. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You research, research, research for all these like album episodes and like the early Maiden stuff. Yeah, and it's very detailed and like whatever. And then it's good to just like think about Maiden and talk about Maiden every now and then. Yeah, every now and then we get to just talk about Maiden. <laughs> Talking. Maiden. Talking Maiden. All right. If you have any feedback, TalkingMaiden.com slash talk. Get us on Facebook. Get us on Twitter. Yep. We I want to hear your concert reviews when the concert starts. Concert reviews. Um, you don't even have to leave your name. We can just... Uh, yeah. Because I know there's a couple of people emailed, and I was like, why don't you leave us a message? And they're like, oh, I don't want to be on the on the air. And they're like, well, don't, don't tell anyone enough. your name and just uh, disguise your voice. <laughs> That's true. Use a, use a bot. Use a fake... Uh, you can use a bot. Use a fake accent. You could use that uh, Siri voice. Get that online. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Ah, I might. Oh man, I just like thought a of... bunch of Stephen Hawking messages yeah. came in. Oh, that would be yeah. Hello, talking. Very new world is my favorite album. Oh my god. Okay, so for everybody out there, uh, Nesbitt's impression of of Stephen, of, Hawking. Stephen Hawking, the passed away physicist who gave so much to the world, is flicking your lips as you speak. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so good. He look. He did talk funny. Yeah. He's a genius. He had enough ups. He's got to get yeah. a scattered day. Talk yeah. funny. <laughs> the beer was good. Thanks it was. For, thanks for the beer, Nesbitt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Up, Up the, the irons, irons, down the hops. Yeah.